0: Hey everyone, welcome one more week to the Referral Candy Podcast. This is your host, Raul Galera. We always like to talk to successful e-commerce businesses so we can learn from them and extract ideas that you can put into practice on your own business. Uh, and this week, we're chatting with Anil Sethi, who is the Merchandise Manager at Threadbeast. In case you don't know, Threadbeast, uh, Threadbeast.com It is such a great idea. It's a subscription box business for streetwear. Um, what you have to do is to first create your just tell a profile, uh, so you tell them the type of clothes that you like, and the style, and your colors, and one of their assistants, uh, one of their experts, pick clothes specifically for you, and then you just receive a pack monthly. Uh, what do they include? Well, they include anything from shoes, snapback, uh, shirts, backpack, jeans, watches. You can check them out at threadbeast.com. Um, so, Anil, uh, could you tell us more about the history of the company? Uh, how did everything
1: start? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the co founders who started this actually went to college together uh, out in Pittsburgh. And one of them is an LA native. So, you know, he came back here and they saw an opportunity with this subscription business because they noticed that there was naturally available for streetwear. You know, there was Five Four, there was Trendy Butler, but nothing for streetwear in particular. And this is sort of the fashion that they're in. So they they thought it would be a great idea. And it just picked up so much traction so fast. Uh, they actually you know, didn't quite expect to get it going that fast that quickly. And you know, it just picked up and became their everyday routine. And we've just come so far since then. So it's just been a great experience overall.
0: So it's true that you guys uh, gained a lot of traction and a lot of success very early in the very early days of the company. Uh, so I'm sure that you guys had to do a lot of uh, structuring internally to make sure that everyone was working on the same page and to make sure that everyone was working towards the same goal. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, what are some of the challenges that you're facing right now uh, at the company or at your, at your role uh, and what are your priorities uh, or their company priorities at, at this
1: moment? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, first and foremost, customer satisfaction is always the most important part of any, you know, subscription service. And I think that staying true right. to our value propositions, which would be cost, convenience, decision fatigue, and communication channels we provide for our members are extremely important, right? And that's that's really one of our biggest priorities here. So, I mean, beyond that, obviously continuing to scale and grow and, you know, scaling a business always comes with growing pains. and All of our packages are handpicked for our members. We don't use a 3PL and we don't use any algorithms or anything like that. So it's it's extremely rare that a member will receive the same package as anyone else. So continuing to do that at the scale that we're growing and continuing to handpick all of these packages for our members is, you know, of course, one of our priorities as well, because, you know, if your friends are. Are signing up and get a box obviously you guys don't want to get the same thing wear it the same day so keeping that in mind along with the customer satisfaction are probably two of our biggest priorities uh, along with you know our, our company culture we love to take care of our employees you know make sure they love coming to work every day and i think that's extremely important to us here you know we, we believe that this is one of the main reasons our customer satisfaction is so high when our employees are really enjoying what they're doing it sort of translate right over to the uh, cu- uh customer experience. And I think that's a big part. I mean, even just uh, last night, we ended up taking out our customer service team to Horror Nights for, you know, continuing their good job and keeping up the efforts.
0: Okay, now, yeah, This is this is so true. I mean, for... For companies, especially for subscription box businesses, um, and more specifically for your case, because you guys have a team internally at the company that's picking the products for your customers. I, I mean, I guess this applies for any subs- subscription box business. When you have someone that is uh, manually creating the product that you're going to receive, uh, opposite to a regular e-commerce store, where you just buy kind of like standardized product, I would say. Uh, you go through checkout and that's it. They just have to handle shipping. You guys have to kind of somehow create the product for, for the customer. So uh, I'm assuming that if you don't keep your employees uh, well, not only well trained, but you keep them happy, um, you take that risk of them maybe not doing their job properly. So uh, for any company, uh, employee satisfaction, it's extremely important but i feel like for a company like this where the, the employees themselves are so involved in the the final result of the product um i think it's extremely important
1: yeah absolutely i mean our stylists all take pride in the packages they're curating for our members and you know if someone doesn't like something or it's not their style they definitely do take that to heart and to consideration and you know we always are here to fix the problem and continue to make it better for all of our members down the line, of course. You know, going back to one of our our, our challenges and priorities is customer retention, and all of this directly correlates with that in terms of you know keeping our members around, keeping them satisfied. It comes from the product that we're giving them as well as the experience that we're giving them on the customer service end.
0: So, I would like to insist a little bit on this because uh, I'm sure most of the people who are listening are either looking to create their own subscription business or are trying to scale their existing one. So what do you think are the main priorities for companies in your industry versus traditional e-commerce?
1: I think one of the biggest differences, and not to say that it's not important for an e-commerce site, but customer retention. So keeping our members around longer, of course, you know, the longer they're there, we've already put in the marketing and all of that. So the longer they stay, the higher their lifetime value. And in a subscription business, that's really one of the most important parts of the business to keep that top line going because once you already have that customer and you can keep them for a while you know there is no no more marketing cost for that particular member or anything like that so it's just continuing to grow that lifetime value
0: and what are some of the marketing strategies that you guys follow uh to increase this customer lifetime value uh is referral marketing part of this uh, marketing mix
1: yeah absolutely Candy is great. You know, our, mem- our members love getting extra gear and the fact that they can, uh, that other people who don't actually have an account with us can still refer people and get packages to get some of those clothes at no cost. Uh, we do see quite a few people do that on a monthly basis. So that first and foremost makes it even better because I think we do really have a, a great following here with our, our product and our customer service. And social media is a, is a huge factor in, in really what we do in our, our marketing. Um, and the fact that we a lot of our ads are actually based off of user generated content, right? And so this sort of goes hand in hand with our referrals. We uh, we actually started to include inserts in our members' packages, asking them to you know post pictures of their packages when they receive them using the hashtag uh, the hashtag Threadbeast. And every week we pick a winner. So you know when these people are doing that, all their friends are seeing this. They're usually putting up their referral link or code, and it, it's. It was actually just a surprising, really cool marketing went about how, uh, how many acquisitions we were really able to get from that and how, many, how much more referral packages we were sending out because of this insert alone.
0: Well, wow, that's great to hear. And you've mentioned two things. Uh, You've mentioned user-generated content, um, and you've also mentioned kind of identifying influencers within your customer base uh, and encouraging them to promote your brand uh, among their their friends and family or followers that they have on social media. Um, What would you say is the split between working with influencers and working with user-generated content at the company right now?
1: So it's definitely a blend of all of them between the social media marketing, the influencer marketing and the referrals, right? So influencer marketing, especially in this day and age for uh, online subscription services are are big, big uh, it's a big, big market. And, you know, having a face that people know unboxing uh, our videos for, or unboxing our packages, for example, we have a lot of influencers do unboxing videos and, you know, some are sponsored, some aren't. People just will randomly sign up and, get a package or they will hit us up and ask for a sponsored package but they will always give their honest responses and you know I, I really think that goes a long way in terms of developing trust and legitimacy with other potential customers.
0: And what's the approach that you guys follow when working with influencers? Do you guys go after the big the big fish uh or you try to go after smaller influencers that have uh maybe smaller following bases but they're more engaged?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, with the influencers now, um, the small and medium ones are actually starting to hit us up and, you know, ask if they can get involved somehow. And so we'll definitely get them involved. We're slowly working our way up to the bigger ones as we continue to grow and scale. But of course, you know, the cost of some of these uh, bigger influencers can be quite dramatic, especially since this influencer marketing is still so new. Between the supply right. and demand. there is really no set price yet and all of that stuff. So we are sort of playing it by ear in every case, uh, playing it by case, to case, case to case. Excuse me. Um, and so with with the big influencers, we're definitely trying to start to work on some and grow that. But we do tend for now to uh, focus on the small and medium ones with you know 50k following, hundred thousand following, and uh, of course that with the user generated content really goes a, a long way.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's the way to go. Uh... The way to go is go after smaller influencers, but with very high engagement rates, in my
1: opinion. I'll definitely agree with that. You know, the engagement on the smaller guys, it's definitely a higher percentage. Now, of course, the reach wouldn't be the same, but, you know, these are people that are still responding to their comments and uh, to everyone else who's posting on, on their pictures. So I think having that type of engagement is extremely important, especially when it comes down to influencer marketing.
0: Plus, these influencers are not only giving feedback uh, on your product, but they're also uh, talking to their followers and they're actually selling their product for you guys.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, it can be extremely obvious, for example, when, when influencers are doing an unboxing video and you see them cut open the box, see the sticker is still sealed. And the genuine look of surprise and pleasure when they're receiving certain items and, and products that they really did not expect to receive in their package. And you can really see that through the video, which I think makes it so much more awesome.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and by the way, I'm going to take the opportunity that this is the first interview that I run to a company that's working in the subscription business. Um, I'm sure we have a lot of people listening to this that wants to create their own. What's a piece of advice that you would give now that you've been in the industry for a while?
1: Yeah, I mean, so first and foremost, I think as we mentioned earlier uh, in the interview, the most important thing when offering a subscription service or any type of subscription uh, content is it's customer satisfaction and it's understanding the the importance of that, right? So quickly responding and listening to customers' feedback, whether it's good or bad, that is really how you better the business, how you better yourself in that sense. That's all. All of our. Business decisions are driven by customer feedback, negative and positive. When we run tests, it's all based off customer feedback. Um, so I, I truly think that is the most important priority for any, any subscription box, if that's what you're planning to start. Along with that, it's going to be, you know, a, a social presence is a must, of course, uh, online these days. And if you do have that good customer satisfaction, you will have loyal subscribers who will support you. On those social media channels as well, and they will come in, you know, to protect you if, if people are asking questions. It, it's so great to see some of our members responding, and you know, we're not having to necessarily because they'll be like, "Oh no, it's actually like this." They are legit. This is a picture of what I got.
0: User-generated content is the the e-commerce equivalent of physically touching the product at a store. Um, so, of course, it makes a lot of sense for for companies like like you guys to encourage this. Um, I wanted to ask you something more at a personal level. Uh, what's something that you know now uh, that you wish you'll have known uh, on the first day at your job?
1: <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, that's a great question. Um, let's see here. Well, this, this whole process, especially in, in this industry, it's still so new. There's so much opportunity in this market and there's so many things still to learn. So everything is trial and error, right? So everything I have learned, whether it's it's tactics or strategies, have really come from trial and error and testing things. So there's not just one thing I wish I knew from the start. There's very, very many things that we know now that we you know wish we could have maybe implemented in the beginning um, right down to you know, how to properly cut up our data to best you know uh, fix our customer problems or fix fix some of our members' issues, whether it's certain styling profile issues or, um, you know, just dealing with retention, their reasons for canceling and actually understanding how we can focus on winning those members back with the information we have, you know, using what the reasons they gave us as to why they are no longer a member and focusing on bettering that experience for them and coming back and saying, hey, this is how we fixed it. This is what we did. Um, And actually just keeping that data accessible and that, that's one thing that uh you know we i wish we had started to do a little bit better just warehouse our data in a more flexible way so we can cut it up and reach and talk to and notice trends um you know before they sort of started to happen
0: and talking about trial and error um what are marketing strategies that worked out for you guys that you didn't think it would work uh in the first place what's something that really surprised you
1: um, to be honest, actually, the referrals and the insert I was mentioning earlier, right? So the fact that we implemented the inserts in all their packages, we started getting so much user-generated content, content with the referral links and codes, um, and even people when they receive a referral package, they're still doing the same thing because obviously we don't have any limit on how many people you refer, whether you're a member or not. If you, if you refer ten of your friends successfully you're going to get 10 Threadbeast packages. So implementing that well, uh, insert into our packages and getting that user-generated content with the referrals has really big, uh, was a really, really big marketing win for us at, at a, a relatively low cost.
0: Well, this was great. Thank you so much, Anil. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Rob.
0: And that's it for our episode today. I really hope that you can put all these ideas into practice, especially now that we're approaching the holiday season. And you can also start getting more referral sales on your online store. Think about all the new customers you're about to acquire on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas. Wouldn't it be great if they could refer you to their friends? Well, the answer is yes. And all you have to do is go to referralcandy.com, sign up and try us for 30 days free of charge. And to all of you, thanks for listening and see you next time. Bye-bye.